this is Tooth Be Told. This is Dr. Walter Aka. And Dr. Will Cradock, as always. Yes, sir. So we're coming through. Um, you know, today we really don't have much of a topic. Let's be completely honest. Okay, okay well, let's not just tell them that. <laughs> but we don't. We at least cleverly hit it. <laughs> we don't have much of a topic, so we're gonna just <laughs> we're gonna just wing it. We're gonna wing All it. All right. Uh, and and let's see what happens. You know. But I, I will say one thing though. So today, right? I was uh, I was doing surgery, and here's the thing that I'm, I want to try to get your opinion on this, Doctor Cradock. Okay. I started, you know, I, I started by my my one patient's a really fun patient. She's really cool. She's chill. Has a good, you know, has a good personality. Has a good sense of humor. She watches soccer, so of course, automatically, I like her more than any other patient. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. But here's the funny thing. I basically would talk. We were talking about comedians, and okay. we were talking about how Cat Williams is basically telling everybody, like, "Hey, Tiffany Haddish hasn't done much." So why are you going to crown her all this? And she's won an Emmy for coming to, um, what was it, uh, uh, Saturday Night Live. I didn't even know you could win an Emmy for that. I didn't know that either. Right, but she That's got amazing. nominated and, and she got nominated for being on Saturday Night Live, which let's be completely honest. There have been so many other people that have been way funnier than she was because I watched that Saturday Night Live and I didn't think she was that funny. Uh, were you hating? Well, Maybe. But I don't think she's funny at all. I, 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 but I haven't seen the one show, the one movie, one movie that everybody talks about it. Uh, what is it, Girl Trip or something like that? Oh yeah, she's funny in that. Oh, see, I've never seen this movie. You know, I've never once seen this movie. So maybe I need to watch it before I, I hate on her. But I don't understand. She kind of reminds me of like Kevin Hart. You know how Kevin Hart was funny in the beginning, but now he's too rich to be funny. Is, do you know what I mean? <laughs> You say he's too rich to be funny? Yeah, he's too rich to be funny. It's kind of like, you know, whenever somebody's like real funny because they're broke and so they have stories to tell you like, oh, my <laughs> uncle is a drug addict, da, da, da. Now his uncle's probably sober, clean, and lives in a mansion. So what's not funny? <laughs> I can't relate you know, to somebody uh, who's who's you, not you, broke. I thought you were Ghanaian, but apparently you're half Asian as well. <laughs> So, what's no, what I'm what I'm getting at is you get to a certain level where you're so rich that you can't be funny anymore because no one can relate to you. Like, what are you gonna say? Oh, my kids are my kids are so my kids are so rich that they go to private school. <laughs> That's not funny. You know what I mean? Like, what what are you talking about? He's ta- he's talking about what the things that matter to him now at this stage of life. Yeah, he's too rich. He's too rich. So, so, so nobody rich can be funny. Not any, so not after say. you become rich, though. Not after you make it. Have you noticed that after you make it, you're not as funny? Like when you're when you're broke, you have a lot more material because you can be like, oh, like Dave Chappelle, funny when he was broke. Not that funny when he got when he got rich. His last stand up comedy was was not that funny. funny. No, his last time comedy was not that funny. His la- his stand up on Netflix was not that funny. And I'm a Dave Chappelle fan. Are you though? Because I, I would say it was pretty good. Listen, I'm a, I'm a very honest person. Okay, I think the best comedy stand up of all time, Delirious, Eddie Murphy. Okay, come on, that's obvious. That's like right. Thing. So, it, so well, so this comedic movie of all time is coming to America. Everybody knows it's coming it's, to America. It's, Everybody, these are, these are, this is easy. Everybody knows it's coming to America, and if you don't know it's coming to America, then there's two things that I have for you. I have two words for you, but I can't say it on 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 my podcast because it's for <laughs> it's, it's 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 rated G for everybody. Everybody can listen to this podcast. But so this brings me to to uh, my patient. So what I did was I was like, oh, 
You like Delirious. I like Delirious. How about I play Delirious on YouTube while we're doing surgery? Oh, what what a thoughtful surgeon you are. <laughs> I literally regretted it five minutes into it. I was like, oh my <laughs> god, this is I forgot how horrible the stuff that he says was. Inappropriate yeah, for the it's, office it's, setting. It's unfiltered. Inappropriate for the office setting. He's talking about Mr. T, you know, uh, being a homosexual and all the stuff he, Mr. T would say. It was crazy. I was like, oh, God, please. And I literally had to stop the surgery and, like, turn it off. Because I was like, this is this might be a bit too much. It, so, it, it, so it's not the, the, the R. Kelly slow jam. No, no, that was fine. You find too, too offensive in, in our surgery. It's the delirious, uh, uncut Eddie Murphy uh, that did you. Okay. Yes, that's the part where I kind of draw the line, and I was like, eh, "Okay, you know what? This might be taking it too far." Well, that well, that's gross. At least you know that there's a point. Thank you. That's what I've been saying <laughs> about everything. Like slow jams, not that big of a deal. You can, you know, what I mean, baby making music, sure, enjoy it. When it comes to delirious during my surgery, unacceptable. Okay. <laughs> So, well, so, so, so that's when I basically was like, all right. And she was actually kind of, she started laughing. She said, like, oh, so you, this is inappropriate for the office setting? I was like, yes, it is. I'm trying to be professional here. Thank you. They're like, uh, I'm trying to be professional here, at least a little bit. Yeah, yeah. As, I, as much as, as I, I can. I laugh and giggle like a schoolgirl as I cut you open. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't do all that. But, <laughs> yo, so I wanted, to, I wanted to bring up a few topics, actually, that kind of been on my mind. So, right. you know, Instagram. Right, we we know Instagram. We all use it. Well, most of us use Instagram. You probably still I use Facebook. You probably use Facebook. I know you probably use like no, you, probably, you know you know. You know, you know I bet you, you probably use like MySpace. Social media outlet. I bet you use MySpace, don't you? I I did use MySpace. <laughs> I was a fan of MySpace. <laughs> so, R.I.P. MySpace. Yeah, I know, right? And Friendster. Oh God. Okay, <laughs> so so imagine that you you're still hit to the game, right? And you use Instagram. I've noticed uh, more and more. That I mean, and I have friends too that do this, but I've noticed more and more that people post a lot of their surgeries and a lot of their post ops, like basically things that they do in dentistry. They post it on there, and that's become hot now. Like you got dentists that normally no one would care about have thousands of thousands of followers to see what they're going to put up next. This one guy, he's basically made a career out of it to the point where people are actually driving and flying to go see him in New York. So God has the life. Well, so I mean, so do, would you compare them to be more of like a Instagram hose, or would you compare? <laughs> <laughs> so are they? I'm sorry. Are I'm they? So they sorry, listening audience, uh, Doctor Doctor Arthur caught me off guard with that one. <laughs> Are they are they Instagram hoes of dentistry, or are they still like professional? That's that's uh, a, right because they put themselves out there, and and you know it's not just dentistry that they show, right? It would be like, oh, I'm flying and you know first class, you know, and and to me, I honestly go, I don't care, you know, like sure, put some dental stuff up there so I can see some of your work, but they go above and beyond. There's this one guy that I remember I used to follow until I stopped on unfo- I, until I unfollowed him, where he basically would be like at the game, but he would take a picture of his expensive watch, him sitting in the first row and saying at the game. Yeah. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with dentistry. So again, it, it I doesn't. ask you, I ask but it you, does. <laughs> can I can I tell you why? Please, but it does. I was I was once told 
by uh, a very seasoned dentist. Well, I'll use that word, seasoned dentist. It's not about how good you are. It's about how good you're perceived to be, you know? They kind of fake it till you make it thing. Right. Uh, he he told me that his uh he 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 leased a Lamborghini and he drove it to work every single day. Not because it made sense, it was economical. Because he'd park it out front and everyone would know. Oh, this guy must be good. Look, he drives a Lamborghini. That's how good he is. Well, what, I think I think I think some professionals adopt that 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 moniker. Like, you know. Let me let me just exude excess so that you think I'm the greatest at my field. Well, okay, well, so that could be true, right? But don't you also see the other end where like people could be like, "Hey, this guy's got a lot of money, so I can probably sue him and get a lot from him." <laughs> no, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm always a very negative person when it comes to this stuff. I don't tr- I don't trust You're, people. <laughs> you are exactly you are exactly uh, right. They could be like, "Yes, he looks like a good person to sue." Right. I don't. I just don't trust people. So I was like. Okay, well, why would you put your business out there like that? Show your cases. Be like, this is what I do now. But I feel like a lot more, you know, dentistry, everybody's actually going to Instagram and kind of like hyping themselves up so that people will be able to follow them and then be like, oh, I want to go see that guy. So, again, I ask you, is this pimping yourself out, Instagram ho-ish, or is this a good professional move? I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I think it's, I think it's a good advertising, right? If you get people out there, but if they're taking it to the, to the same extent that Instagram models do, well, basically that's their job is basically to show all these things and they're not really working. Um, I would be a little concerned, but you know, that's just my opinion. Right. I'm sure there's a, a whole lot of patients out there that will be like, Oh, look, cool. He posted surgeries or. You know, he look 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 at what he's driving. He must be great, like. And when they call his office and they're like, "Oh, well, he's actually in New York traveling right now or something," it, I'm sure it only makes uh, the price tag that he puts on treatment that much more worth it. That he seems like he's like the guru, you know? Right. But because that's what it's all for, right? To be able to say, "Okay, I want to charge you three times as much as anybody else because it's me doing it." That's it. That's it, and I think that's that's I guess what they're going for. But I just look at it, and I'm just like, okay, that's it, it's kind of a bit much, you know. What I mean, they always put up like stuff before and after. It's kind of like, oh, look how great I am, but I can guarantee you, you know, eighty percent of their stuff looks like garbage, and then the twenty percent is what they put up. Which I w- I would do the same thing. I'll be honest. What, what? Okay, let me ask you this question. Yeah, man. So say say you are unfortunate enough that you need heart surgery, right? Okay. But you can pick your surgeon. Okay. Do you want the surgeon who just got off of a jet from Dubai, uh, who just performed the, the procedure on the, on the, on some high up there and was partying and, and lives a life and he, he only practices, uh, two days, uh, out of the month, um, or the guy that works at, you know, reputable hospital that other patients, uh, tell you is good. Which, but one you can see kind of his his outside life, like he's on Instagram. Which which doctor do you think is is better for the job? This is and this is your heart surgery now. The person that's focused, the person that's at the hospital, not the person that's getting drunk in Dubai. Uh, thank you. I mean that's <laughs> that's me. I mean 
I'm, I'm, I want the person that does this all the time. Right. I can see all of the issues because we know as doctors, so, you know, I can, I can hand select a couple cases that I know are going to be slam dunks and look great and have a great before and after picture, you know, and everyone be like, Oh my God, look how much different that patient looks. Right. But we know for every one of those, there's maybe like 21, 20 of them that, you know, yeah, the, you improve and, and it's a progress and you did a good job. But it's not the same wow factor, or it's not as easy to get to as that first case. Right. And if you're only doing one case or two, working two days a month, you know, and you get to pick which one you want to do, you're probably going to choose those easier or those cases that, that make you look better rather than, um, you know, the ones that everyone else does. And I think if you're a heart surgeon, you're going to be like, you, I want somebody that can deal with any complication right. that will arise. Uh, and not just deal with the straightforward slam dunk cases. Here's you know? a, here's a question. Do you believe in celebrity doctors and dentists? Uh, because a lot of people now are celebrity this and celebrity that. You know what, what I mean? Is, what does that, what does that mean? So well, you're the dentist to celebrity? It seems, it, it means, it, honestly, I don't, I don't get it either, but it almost seems like you've, had one celebrity, so-called celebrity, uh, come into your office and you worked on them. Like we've all accidentally had a celebrity come into an office, but the level of celebrityness, is that a word? You know, is yeah. different, right? Like, <laughs> like for me, I remember one time I had, um, uh, one of the temptation, like, you know, I'm talking about the, the new guys, not the old school guys. The new oh, guys. I'm gonna say. No, no, I was, if it was, uh-huh. if it was like, you know, <laughs> Otis or something, I'd be like, oh, Lord, <laughs> you know, it would be all over the place. I wouldn't even have done the surgery. I'd be like, can I just take pictures? Can you sing to me? It's not weird. Just sing to <laughs> that, me. That was the thing. Can you sing to me, please? As I do your surgery. <laughs> right? Like, if, if Michael or Luther Vandross would have came through, I would be like, please just sing to me. I, I, I would actually be like a, a fan boy or girl, whoever, I'd be like, look, I, I, I might even scream a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I'd be like, oh, Luther Vandross, what's up? No, oh, God, please, why? You know, I would do that because I have no shame. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> right? So I would want to have that fan. But but a lot of these people, like I looked, they're like, oh, you know, so-and-so came through. And it's like some model guy that no one knows about. And he might have been on like one, you know, not even the, the front page, like one one ad, and they're like, "Oh, I'm the celebrity to I'm the celebrity dentist," and it doesn't make any sense to me. If you're a celebrity, you you're you're an A list, like you're the dentist to A listers. Mm, yeah, I guess, but I mean, I, I don't know. I've seen a lot of celebrities, and uh, you know, you can tell as a dentist, oh, someone's had work done, or you know, those are veneers, or those are crowns, or whatever it is. And it doesn't always look great. Like, you know, it may always look very white, but it may not look great. That's um, very true. And so, like, I don't, that was done by quote-unquote celebrity dentists. But I, and I, but I also don't front, like, on the dentist because most, much of what we do when it comes to cosmetics is, you know, is at the, the, the hands of the patient. The patient could say, I want to do this with my smile. And at the end of the day, they're the ultimate judge. So they have no dental degrees, but they dictate somewhat what we do we know you could be the business to say oh that looks stupid but when you have a celebrity in your chair you're probably going to be like uh okay <laughs> if you want horse teeth let me do that for you i don't know like huh? uh who's who's the one who had the was it um uh the, it was miley cyrus that's the one remember do you remember her horse teeth that she had 
I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Those are horrible. But see, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm not a big Miley Cyrus fan like you are. So I wouldn't have uh, known. Okay. okay. I, 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 <laughs> I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that. You know what I mean? Like, I could see you, you know, watching that. Uh, what's that one Wrecking Ball, <laughs> Wrecking Ball song? How, how, I could how do you see know you. The song? I could see how you do liking you know it. the song? Well, exactly. because, because it was on Saturday Night Live. And I watched Saturday Night Live. Uh-huh. You see? Sure. But <laughs> anyway, let's, let's move to, to another topic that kind of came up. I was reading, um, I was reading an, uh, an art, uh, article in, uh, the general dentist, you know, magazine that my wife gets. And they were talking about this, you know, being sued, right? And this mm-hmm. all ties together. I'm, I'm, I'm actually very impressed with myself that I'm tying this all together. Normally it's just like <laughs> drunken blah, blah, blahs, right? But exactly. I'm tying, <laughs> I'm tying everything together. So the article basically had a, a dentist who was about to retire. And he apparently had a lot of experience and did a full mouth rehab. And for people that don't know what a full mouth rehab is, is basically every single tooth had something done to it. If it wasn't an implant, it was a crown. Okay. So this dentist did all this. And then the patient was talking about, oh, first, I didn't like the way my teeth look. And then the dentist redid it. And then she was like, oh, I don't like the way I talk. Then the dentist redid it. Then she basically was like, I'm so tired of this. I'm going to go to someone else. So she went somewhere else. And, you know, the other person was like, said the other guy did crap. The, yeah, the other dentist said, oh, this is garbage. We got to do it all over again. Okay. So the question I have for you is, oh, so then, oh, I'm sorry, let me finish the story. So then it all came about where the, the dentist ended up getting sued by this patient. And when she, when the patient sued the dentist, they settled it out of court. But, this guy, I mean, this took about three years before the, the, the patient decided to sue the dentist. So the question I have for you is, as another dentist, do you ever have patients come to you and say, oh, what do you think about this? And do I have to do this all over again? And how, when do you know when to say, you know, this is garbage? Or when do you know to say, you know what, I can see why that, you know, kind of almost not cover for the other doctor, but to be like, well, I can see how this could have happened. Well, let me let me start off by saying I personally have a have a a rule where I'm not going to throw anybody else's dentistry under the bus. Uh, I can talk about how things look, but I could never talk to how the patient was at the time that the treatment was done. That's right. So you know, say you know, say you're a patient had anxiety. I don't know if you were you know shaking during the the procedure or you didn't allow them to complete it. there's a lot of things that go into the success of treatment and, you know, patients are, are going to always remember those things. You know, I had a patient that uh, I'll, I'll say that the restorations were less than ideal. You know, there was a lot of recurrent decay and open margins. Um, and it just looked, uh, for lack of a better word, like a rush job, you know, <laughs> okay. it just looked like it could be food. And so just from an x-ray or a picture, I can say, Oh, I don't, I don't do restorations like that. So I must do better work for this guy. I must have ripped you off. But in talking to the patient, I, I, di- I didn't say any of those words. Uh, I was talking to the patient asking, you know, so what, so what happened? You know, and he was like, oh, the, well, the previous dentist couldn't get me numb. And I'm like, oh, okay. Have you had that problem before? Oh yeah. No, no dentist has ever gotten me numb. Okay. How many dentists have you been to? I've been to at least 12 dentists. Okay. But only, you know, how many have done treatment on me? Only two have been able to ever do treatment on me because usually I run out of the chair or I freak out. And it's like, 
Okay, so now I kind of have a, an idea of what uh, this dentist was dealing with, you know? Right. And I, I, and I said, okay, let me ask you a question. So when this dentist started, did you start to get agitated? Did Did you feel like the dentist felt like he had to complete the procedure even though you were, like, not really, you know, uh, ready for it or you weren't, like, psychologically prepared for it? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, Okay, so did he tell you to come back? Well, yeah, he told me to come back and that he wanted to redo it, you know, and he wanted to try some different things and sedation. And, and I'm like, so what happened? Oh, I didn't go back to him because it was a horrible experience. So you're coming to me now. I'm a new person. If I hadn't asked you these questions and said, oh, yeah, I know I can do better for than that. You seem like a regular person. He, the, the patient didn't seem nervous or scared at all when he was talking to me about these things. Right. He seemed more upset at, like, all these fillings or the, you know, these crowns or whatever aren't, aren't, aren't the best, you know? Um, and when I was talking to him, like I said, it just, it came out that, you know, this is not an easy patient to work on and he has a lot of treatment and he, his main thing is I want it all done today or I want a whole lot done today. Um, and so you can't have everything that you want. So that was a long story basically to say, I'll never throw another dentist under the bus. I don't know what's going on. Um, that being said, I do see work that I'm like, oh, you know, that could be a little bit better. But um, patients straight out will ask you, hey, is this something I could sue for? Oh, like, wow. I get that at least once a week, um, you know, where patients are basically looking for me to say, oh, yeah, you should go and sue that previous doctor that you saw because this is horrible. And I know if they're doing that to me, they're probably doing that to other GPs. Right. But the difference is I'm never, I'm not that guy. And I, and I've heard dentists that have, um, critiqued other people's work and, you know, said, Oh, that was horrible. You should go back and do it. And I've had patients that come back to me and say, Oh, I went to some other dentist and they said that, that I could do this better and this needs to be redone. And I said, okay, well, I, I, you know, warranty all my work past. Uh, you know, like I don't have to give you a warranty, but that's just my, uh, practice. If, if, it, if something goes wrong in five years, I'm going to fix it, you know, or make it right, um, for you. Um, and so come back and I'll fix it. And so this patient did that. And, I, and then when they said, Oh yeah, the patient, the, the doctor said, you know, he needs to do this and do that and everything can be better and, and everything. And some of the work wasn't even, even work that I had done uh, on the patient, but, uh, the the point of it was I said, okay, well, who is this doc? I like to call him just to see what he was planning on doing differently, you know? Right. And the patient was like, oh, yeah, here's his number, blah, blah, blah. I got on the phone and called the doctor and tried to, tried to see, you know, oh, what were you saying could be better? What were your plans for him? Because the patient was basically trying to get me to write a check to the other dentist. Oh, wow. To have him do it, right? So I said, let me talk to him. Let me see exactly what he thought was so wrong because – to me, it seemed like, okay, maybe I could redo this, but I don't need to, you know, they don't need their teeth yanked out of their head. and It's not something uh, excessive, right? Right. So I called it. The dentist would not even answer the phone. He said, I don't want to be involved in any of these. In any of, and I said, well, if you're telling a patient that that the work can be done better and that the work is, is shoddy or something, you know, and you're, that, you're involved, you know, that, that you, you have to be liable for that, you know, like. That's, that's something that you have to, you have to stand by. And he was like, I don't want to be involved in it. I was just making an opinion. I don't want to be, cause I was like, you know, if this, if the, if the patient goes to the, the court or the board, 
they're going to call you to, to give a, to give your opinion because right. you're the one that talked to the patient. Right. And he said, I don't want to be involved. I don't want to, I don't want to be summoned. I'm that. I just gave my opinion. Basically, he said, my name is Bennett and I ain't in it. And <laughs> so for me, I know there's a lot of, and I'll, and I'll, I'll be blatantly honest. That's kind of a coward dentist because it's easy for me to say, Oh, that sucks and I can do it better. But then when someone says, okay, well, put your name and your reputation on the line. You know, to back that up in the core law and actually prove what's so bad about it and what you could do so much better. Like, and people are like, no, I don't want that smoke. Uh, it kind of, it kind of shows you what kind of provider they are, you know? Well, you know what I've noticed though? There's, there's a lot of dentists out there, right? And there are a lot of dental yeah. offices out there. And I think dentists now have gotten to the point where in order for them to want to succeed, in order for them, in the way that they think that they should live their lives and everything, right? They almost seem like they they want to throw everybody else under the bus so that people could be like, oh, I'm gonna go to this guy. I trust this guy more because he didn't. He said that oh, my work was horrible. Da da da. Instead of dentists sticking together, and don't get me wrong, there are some garbage work out there, and I've seen yeah. a lot. And I'm not gonna pretend that there aren't. But most a, a lot of these dentists who have their own practice or whatever. Just say stuff just to say. So they could be like, oh, you know what? Oh, man, this didn't, this doesn't look that good. You know what I would do? I would take that tooth out and then I'm going to place or do something that's way more expensive. Right? You went from mm-hmm. a filling to maybe an implant. And that's extreme. You went from basically, oh, you need a, a new filling to now you need to get that tooth taken out. So I think people yep. need to be cautious whenever they go to another person and the person is talking bad about somebody. It's kind of like whenever, you know, you went from dating one person to another person and they're like, well, your, your old boyfriend, whoever was garbage and he didn't do all this stuff. Da, da, da. You don't know what that guy was dealing with. Maybe this, <laughs> the girl's a <the> problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so you got to really understand that if someone's talking trash on somebody, wonder hater. Two, it honestly could could just be them basically saying, you need to come to me and spend the money here. So you got to be careful yeah. about that. You know what I mean? But I don't know, man. But it, it, it just upsets let, let, let me. me. Let me let me ask you a, a question, Walt. Yeah, so man. say you have a patient that comes in and um, this is, I guess, an easier uh, uh, example to wrap your head around. Say they come in, they have an implant that they've been told is failing, right? Right. They basically don't want to go back to the provider that placed the implant. Mm-hmm. They ask you, this implant is failing. I know implants have a high success rate. Is, is this negligent? Does, right. does the other doctor perform negligence on me and when they place this implant? Right. And you look at it and you see, uh, implant with peri-implantitis mm-hmm. or maybe loose. You're probably going to take it out and put a new one. Right. What, what do you say to that patient? Well, okay. It's funny because actually that's happened to me multiple times, right? And and there are so many factors that when it comes to implants, one I I do believe that people underestimate this the uh, the success or, or difficulty of an implant, right? Because they think everybody should get an implant, and and it's very strict. I I honestly am very strict with people who who get implants, right? The second okay. thing is the second thing is also if a, if an implant is failing, and I see that it's failing, I tell the patient if you bought a car, right? And imagine this, right? You buy a car. And every single day, I throw acid on that car. Did you expect that car to last you the rest of your life? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what it is. The oral cavity, the mouth is so acidic and basic. And and we have all this change in in temperature and all this stuff, right? That, yes, 
we do things that could last a long time if you take care of it, brush your flosses and stuff, but it's not going to last you your whole life. I had a patient today that was like, oh, this implant I thought was supposed to last me my whole life. And I said, did you buy a car ever? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, has that lasted your whole life? No, I had to get a new one. Okay, then. Right? Like, for for example, I have a RAV4. Okay, I love my RAV4. It's a 2006 RAV4. My wife makes fun of it all the time. Actually, most of the people make fun of it all the time. Yeah, right? let's be honest. Most people make fun of it. <laughs> right. But I still have it. Why? Because I take care of it as much as I possibly can. Right? And it's still holding strong. Is it going to die one day on the on the highway? More than likely. Right? But I have backup. I have AAA. You see, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But in the end, you know that sooner or later you're going to need to get a new car or you're going to get a new something, right? So implants can fail. Now, how fast does it fail? If, if, if you got the implant placed, you know, a year ago and it's failing already, then you have to look to see, is it the patient's oral hygiene? How bad or how good are you doing with your cleaning? Or is it really just the dentist? It, this implant was just badly placed in the position. It, the, 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 crown wasn't done correctly. There's so many different factors. So my job is to tell the patient, this is what I think happened, right? And I mean, honestly, I never like to throw anybody under the bus. Just like you said, there are patients, there are times where things I've done stuff and I'm not happy with the way I placed my implant or I'm not happy with the result that I got from something. And I tell patients straight out, like, this is just not ideal. But we can always try to fix it or we can start all over again. And 99% of the time, patients are like, no, no, I'm okay with whatever. Just get it going. They always forget that they, okay. they were the one that were like, oh, I'm good with it. Move on. Right? Because they're impatient. I can guarantee a lot of dentists are, say, are like tell people, listen, this is not ideal. This doesn't look that good. Let's try again. And if your dentist doesn't do that, then your dentist is a shady mother sucker. No, let me explain. And I mean that. If your dentist doesn't take ownership of their work... And they assume that everything that they do is perfect. They are a lying piece of garbage and or they're shady and don't want to have to actually take ownership of what they did. There have been times uh, where I've been I'll harder on myself. Bed, yeah. yeah, there have been times where I've been harder on my work. And I've looked and I'm like, oh, this could have been better. And, and I tell people, I'm like, eh, it could have been better here and there. Do you want to do it again? And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. As long as it you, you get what we want out of it. Da, da, da. I'm like, cool. You know, and I tell them if, if it doesn't work or this happens within this short amount of time, like you said, I'll redo it. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to take credit for something that you did wrong. If you're not brushing, flossing or doing what you need to do, I'm not going to take credit because the implant's failing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I tell and patients I, I mean, that too. Let's, 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 be, let's be fair. Like, patients leave with the work that we give them. And just like you said, if you pour acid on a car every day, you're not going to expect it to work properly. Um, we don't know what patients are doing. We take them at their word, you know, like, oh, oh I never do. Only chewing uh, lettuce and this and 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 this broke, or you know, like, oh yeah, I floss uh, three times a day, you know. <laughs> That's every, another lie. You know, today. every single day. How 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 could this possibly have uh, have have happened? And right. it's like you look at their mouth and there's calculus everywhere. Right. And you know, calculus is just like really you you floss every every single day three times. Okay. But you know what's you know, funny? Um, you know what's funny? I've actually gotten I've gotten actually kind of excited about this now. So I call people out a lot now. Yeah. I love it. Okay. No, I do. I call people out so much. I'm like, you know, they're like, oh, I brush twice a day. I'm like, for real? And I look at them. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, I brush twice a day. I'm like, okay, start off with. That's a lie. Be honest with me, and I can be honest with you. 
Now, how many times do you, well, I really don't brush them. Okay, there we go. Now we're telling the truth. And it, it, it's, it's, there's something about calling people out that makes my day. There's, <laughs> there, <laughs> there is just something about it that just makes me feel good as a provider. Like I'm providing a service that cannot be provided anywhere else, right? Like there are other dentists, I'm sure they're like, oh, I believe you. Da, da, da. I make sure I go out of my way to tell them I don't believe them. I love it. I love it. No, you don't understand. I love it. You know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> they're like, what? This is the first time. Like today, it was funny. This one lady was sitting in a chair and she's like, uh, you know, I was like, oh, so um, has anybody ever told you, you you have gum disease? No. So you're telling me that you've been coming in here for the past three years. They've done deep cleaning. You've gone other places. They've done deep cleaning. And no one ever said you had gum disease. Well, that, no, I've never heard that. Okay, so let me, let's pretend that they didn't say that. And that's exactly what I said to her. I said, let's pretend they didn't say that. What word did they possibly could have used? Well, they told me I needed deep cleaning. Okay. And they told me that I have bone loss. And you're telling me that anytime they never said anything about gum disease. Well, no, that's not the exact word. Well, you got gum disease. <laughs> and she looked yeah. at me shocked. And I was like, it's the truth. Like, I've actually gotten to the point where I've just, I don't mince words anymore. And it feels good, man. It's very therapeutic. You should try it. I, 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 I see this makes you very happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to be a dentist for long, but <laughs> it feels good, bro. <laughs> like, it really feels good to just tell people and call them out on their BS. It feels so good, man. You know, this might be my new, like, you know, uh, uh, um, like the new wave of dentistry, where you just call people out on their BS consistently. <laughs> just, just call them out and tell them, no, you're a liar. Yes. It feels so good. It feels so good. <laughs> I'm telling you, it feels so good. Like, you try it. Just try it one day. One day. I mean, I'm telling you, you, you know, just try it. Your, your office might st- stop, like, you know, seeing people, but that's the, <laughs> but the love that you have for dentistry will come back. <laughs> the love of... As soon as they say, oh, did you brush your teeth today? Yes, they did. No, you're a liar. That you're, you know. you're a goddamn liar. Well, when, here's, here's the funny thing is, why do patients think that we can't tell? Like, even if we don't say anything, like, why do they think that they're, like, going to pull the wool over our eyes? It's well, like, oh, when I touch, when I look at your gums and they bleed, like, uh, you know, uh, you're not I'm doing it. something nasty, but I want that. Like, no. It bleeds like something that shouldn't be bleeding. Um, just for me looking at it, and they said, "Oh, I don't know how that is. They never bleed at home, really." I want to give them the middle school face and say, "Really, your, your gums never bleed when you brush them." But well, what about when you floss? Oh, they never. They. I, I know when I ask that question, the patients always stop and like look and be like, "No, whenever I floss them, they never bleed." And I'm like, in your head, you just made it. You just lied because you're thinking, <laughs> "Oh, I don't floss." So they right. don't bleed. Well, see, <laughs> now imagine that same scenario if you called the patient out immediately. You're like, do you know why they don't bleed? Because you don't touch them. If you do that, <laughs> I swear to you, yo, it feels so good. It feels so good. Like you will Man, leave work. Hate me. You, you would leave. You will leave work feeling so rejuvenated because you've just spent a whole day calling people out. It, it feels wonderful. Oh man! I think I. You I'm, know, a, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Tr- I'm gonna try this. Try it tomorrow. And then, and, then, and then when I'm uh when when I have no patience, I'll call you up. <laughs> if you can't feed your family, that's not my fault. But <laughs> but you're gonna feel good going home. <laughs> well, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's it. I'm telling you. That's that's the in the end. That's all that matters, and and that's all you should worry about. 
But anyway, man, hopefully, I mean, I think, I think today was, was, was pretty good. We had a great conversation about just dentistry in general, all the BS that goes on in dentistry. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's something that I think people need to hear that there are haters out there. And, it, and I'll be honest, I think this whole podcast, people are going to listen to us and go, man, they were hating on everybody else. And that's probably <laughs> yeah, true. Pretty much. Pretty and that's much. probably true. And I'm not going to pretend it's not true. I, 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 it's probably very, very true, but. I have the right to do that because it's America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's First Amendment rights. I'm going to use it so much. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, I, I have the right to hate. Remember, remember <laughs> Dave Chappelle? You want hate, that to hate, put hate, in the hate, Constitution? That way, <laughs> yes, I actually Amendment. do. I actually do. Thou shalt hate it upon thy neighbor. That's me. I look forward to hating on people. If you do better than me, I'm going to hate on you. If you're more successful, guess what? Hate, 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 hate. So if you're, if you're a doctor, Akka's a patient, expect to be called out and for him to hate on you immediately. Oh, the second you leave, I'm going to hate on you. With no hesitation. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> no, but this was fun, man. This was a good time. Anyway, do you have anything else before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think that's it, man. Yeah? All right, cool, bro. Well, I appreciate you, as always. We uh, we hope that people enjoyed this. Uh, this was just kind of, you know, to educate kind of underneath this whole entire just being funny and everything. But it, this was fun. This is a good time. And if you come to my office, I promise you, I'm going to call you out. <laughs> <laughs> and if in five, if, if, in, if in a week, I, I, I get back on here and I'm like, I don't have a dental license anymore. Patients stop coming to me. Then you know what happened. You know exactly what happened. <laughs> then I'm just gonna go on tour as like a comedian or something, and and win an Emmy. There you go, and and uh, knock off Tiffany Haldis. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Full man. Circle. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But anyway, appreciate you, man. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Doctor Walter Aka. Doctor Will Cradock. We will see you soon. Yeah. Thank you for listening. All right, man. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an S at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R-E-A-L, dentist with an S at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.